and it's important for people to understand that impact investing is still a step further. So uh, when you, you when you talk about social and ESG investing, it's about not doing harm to the world. So um, it's more the internal factors that, that that are within the company and impact is about what positive change I have on the world. So it's more the external view. Welcome to the Impact Lunch Talks, your podcast to learn more about sustainability in a business context. Today, we will talk about impact investing and impact measurement in a startup context. We have invited Stephanie and Timo from Kapakura, a seed impact investor. So why is this important? Investors, and you may even be one of them, are increasingly focusing on sustainable investments. But what is a sustainable investment? There are some distinctions to make. Some key types are, for instance, um, social responsible investment, where companies who um, are felt to make a negative social or environmental influence are simply excluded. Then a second type would be um, ESG integration. So basically using non-financial yeah, statements or a framework um, focusing on non-financial statements um, based on the fact that there are risks which are rooted beyond the standard financial KPIs. And last but not least, there's impact investing. So the investment in companies who want to achieve both financial returns and a measurable social environmental impact. And it's impact investing, um, which is um, growing a lot. So for instance, the GIIN, the um, Organization for Global Impact Investing Network, um, estimates the worldwide market volume of impact investing um, on 700 billion US dollar compared to 500 billion US dollar in 2019. So uh, quite an increase. And let me repeat, impact investing, it's based on the fact that companies achieve a measurable positive impact. So that's great. But how do you measure impact? And this is basically where the challenge begins, because there's no common framework yet. Um, there's also no common approach when it comes to measuring measuring impact and therefore it makes it also difficult to compare the impact of one company to the impact of another. Uh, moreover, uh, that leads to a risk of impact washing. So similar to greenwashing that, that a company pretends to make an impact, whereas in reality they are not. And, um, and questions come up like, how do you or do you measure impact based on the outcome you want to achieve or the output? So where, where where do you actually look at and which metrics do you use? Are you actually measuring the right thing to achieve what you want to achieve? So what do you get out of the session um, today? You will get an introduction to what is actually meant by impact, um, an overview on the field of impact investing, as well as insights in how Kapakura approaches impact measurement based on um, how they assess yeah, their impact in the pre-investment as well as in the post-investment phase. Last but not least, they also share some of the challenges they face because um, as I just mentioned, it's quite a yeah, evolving field and there's still a lot to learn and, and to achieve. Thanks for joining. Can you give us a quick overview of what Kapakura does and, uh, and why, is, why it's different from any other investor? Absolutely, of course. 
first of all, thanks for the invitation. We're really looking forward for this uh, panel today. Kapakura is an early stage impact investor and we invest between 100,000 euros and up to 500,000 euros initial in uh, impact startups and we are oriented by the sustainable development goals 3, 4 and 13, which is especially health, education and environmental. And besides of that, we are not an um, only investor. We also democratize the asset class venture capital by giving individuals the opportunity to invest uh, from 1000 euros in our portfolio by um, gaining a profit participation right. So you have like an um, shareholder. You're, you're not actually uh, um, like a normal shareholder, but with the profit participation right, you uh, always have um, have a vote for some different terms. It's really cool. And right now we have um, 19 startups in our portfolio. One of our portfolio startups is not um, disclosed yet. So because um, I think last week or yeah, last week we signed our last startup in the field of energy, which is really cool. So keep uh, we will keep you updated by LinkedIn uh, and as well on our website. And yeah, this is a brief introduction from Kapakura and Maybe I will start to give a brief introduction to myself. My name is Timo. I'm the head of investment um, from Kapakura. And I started uh, at Kapakura by, um, yeah, how to say, Kapakura was one of my clients from startupfinanzen.de. And startupfinanzen.de is a, um, a C4S service for growth oriented companies as well as startups and in the field of financial planning, company evaluation, and so on. And um, yeah, I founded Sala Finanzen during my role as an head of finance and controlling um, at the OneFit GmbH, which is a scale up in Cologne uh, in the field of um, uh, software and um, um, medtech. And before that, I worked in investment banking, uh, majoring mergers and acquisitions and as well corporate finance and distress advisory. And before that, I worked uh, for similar companies as CFO and so on. So um, yeah. I, I will give up to uh, or give over to Stefanie. Hi, thanks, Timo. So, uh, Timo already said I'm Stephanie, and I'm also really glad to be here and be talking about impact and impact investing. It's a it's a really important field we're we're talking about today. A little bit about myself. Uh, how did I start at? Uh, how did I land at Kapakura? Um, I ended up at Kapakura starting approximately March or April this year because I was writing my thesis in the field of impact investing, impact measurement. Um, I was studying sustainable marketing and leadership, so already focused a lot on sustainability. And then I started, um, I came up with a question uh, in the startup field, like how can startups actually measure the impact and communicate it towards investors or just the, um, the, the real world? to say it in easy terms. And so um, I uh, got into contact with Timo and we talked about it, what would be interesting and this topic of impact measurement really, uh, really seemed interesting. And that was my research, my research topic for the past few months. And I got so into the topic and loved it so much and that I said, I want to develop it further at Kapakura and um, yeah, specialize in it.
Great. Um, and, and I think impact investing, this notion of measurement, this is exactly where we want to dive a little bit deeper into today, as there is still yeah, a lot of things ongoing in this field, still no like common framework. It's difficult to measure. It's particularly, I imagine, difficult to measure when we talk about startups and especially um, the, the very early stages, uh, ones who, who don't have a product to, to sell yet, who don't have a customer base yet. Um, but before we uh, dive deeper into into the topic, maybe a general question first: How how would you define impact at Kapakura? So uh, impact, there are actually different ways to see impact. So you have the basic uh, the basic what is imp uh, impact in general. So impact is uh, the measurable change in the world you get through a certain activity. And um, it's important that it's, it's a whole social or ecological change. So it's not in a, in a defined group, but it's in the whole society or the whole ecological system. So that, that's impact. It's like the end of a, of a chain of reactions. So that is impact in general. And what is impact for Kapakura? Uh, for us to invest in, a star, in an impact startup, it's important that the impact is within the business model. So uh, the solution a startup offers has to uh, has to have an impact and it's not a side product. So um, let, um, for example, you have the, 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 the shoe brand Tom's. I think everyone knows Tom's, hopefully. Um, they had the business model that for every shoe they sell, they donate one to a child in, an, in, a, in a third world country. And um, there you see this This is actually not an impact within the business model. It's just like a side effect. And that is not what's impact for us. For us, it's important that the impact is within the business model. So it's also a performance indicator and we can track that too. Thank you. I think that's a, that's already a really interesting distinction you you make. So um, you could also talk about an embedded impact, basically. So with every unit a startup sells, they would also um, basically make an impact. So it's directly linked to um, to their yeah profit, um, basically. So I see that um, you've you've pulled up a, a slide which already um, yeah puts all the the buzzwords so to speak um, on a on a scale. Can you can you guide us through it? Yeah, exactly. So uh, just to give you an overview, what the what the difference is between impact investing and other 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 ways of social investment. So um, what I hear a lot in 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 society from from people just in in the investment world is that they tend to mix up ESG and impact investing, or just social investing, social responsible investing, and impact investing. And it's important for people to understand that impact investing is still a step further. So uh, when you, you when you talk about social and ESG investing, it's about not doing harm to the world. So um, it's more the internal factors that, that that are within the company. And impact is about what positive change I have on the world. So it's more the external view. And uh, Exactly. So that's that's like the the main the main difference between social responsible or ESG investing and impact investing. So impact is still it's like an active thing you're doing, and ESG is more passive. 
Thank you. Can you can you maybe give us an example of one of the startups um, you invest in and they the impact they make to make it a little bit more tangible? Yeah. So for example, we have Yoyoka. They do they produce yoga mats. And if you have yoga mats, even like sustainable yoga mats, um, they they are usually made out of plastic or um yeah, or couchuk. So when you something ah the screen um so uh but yoyoka they use recycled uh, bottles so they actually take away rubbish from the streets from the world so that's their positive impact they they collect the 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 waste so the world has less waste and that's like the positive impact they have and then they produce the the, the mats that are made out uh, that are produced out of um 99 to 100% out of that recycled um, that recycled material. And then that is like the integrated uh, impact they have in their business model. But then they also have side effects uh, because they they also do something similar like Tom's. For every uh, for every product they sell, they uh, they donate one euro for a for a cleaner project on in Indonesia. And that actually helps them on the on the mission to to reduce waste in the world. So they they uh, they collect the waste out from the oceans in, in Indonesia, and with that they also um, they also manage to to create um, to create um, employment. So it's actually three th uh, three three goals um, they are they are targeting. Uh, Timo just showed different ways of of. Uh, communicating the the impact goals um, what we use in our reporting um, or working on to use in our reporting is the um, the picture on the bottom left so we work with core goals and secondary goals so um, we have the first two goals to um, to use cradle to cradle that's the principle of using the bottles for for the product and then we have the second goal second core goal to reduce the waste and the secondary goal would be the employment they created throughout the the product projects they um, support. Exactly. Just to get a rough idea about the goals, um, I could dive deeper into how we uh, how we track it and uh, how we follow it within the time. But um, you would have to tell me if uh, if it's too much, or if you still want to hear it. I think this is exactly what we what we want to hear. I yeah. could I could see like two two dimensions which are particularly interesting. Uh, one is really um one is really the phase before you actually invest in. So um as soon as a potential asset, as soon as a potential impact startups startup arises on the on the horizon, um what do you do to to actually like to actually validate whether it um whether it uh, it's a good investment or or not? But then also the phase after the the investment, where it's probably about continuously monitoring the the impact, monitoring whether they hold true what they what they uh, promised or what they expected to to have as an impact, and uh, and how you would proceed there. So um, yeah, so so let's see if we can tackle both topics and get your insights on on how you do it, but also what the biggest challenges there are, because I imagine that uh, that everything is still evolving, that everything is uh, is in the whole industry uh, far from perfect, and that's okay. But um, but let's see what we can learn from from you guys.
Okay, um, let me start with how we measure impact after the investment decision. So as soon as a startup gets in into our um, uh, um, becomes a part of our portfolio, um, as soon as a startup um, is part of our portfolio, we uh, work on goals. So we build up a theory of change or a logic mod model. So each startup really understands how their impact is created and which are the levers they have to maximize their impact. So that's a big part enabling the startups. And then we, um, we identify which are the outcomes that we have to track. Because um, as we already talked about, or you, you mentioned, the startups are really early stage and it's really difficult to have an actual impact in the early stage. So if you would me measure the, the impact would rather be a potential analysis. So we focus rather on the outcome, which is a step further back. It, that's rather the, the change within the, the target group. So um, let's, for example, say you build a school somewhere in a third world country. Um, everything you put into it is the activity you put to uh, you you invest to build the, the the school those are the activities then you have the output output which is the school and the 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 school spots you you created so um, let's say you have 30 32 chairs or 32 uh, spots for in the school then that's the output and then the outcome would be the kids that go there and the change they are they are realizing so maybe they start writing applications or they get become smarter they um, they get a better job. And that's the outcome that we measure. So on the on the target group level, um, that's the thing that um, that startups can still track pretty well. And that's why we are focusing on the outcome. Um, exactly. And what is really important for us is to see the the timely development. So we it's it's a little bit like controlling. So we see what happened last uh, last quarter. What happened this quarter? What are their goals until the end of the year? And we see, and where we we monitor that and see, um, can they? Are they still? Will they be able to reach their goal for the end of the year? How big was the difference from last quarter to this quarter? So it's a bit like uh, tracking your financials, but in the impact sector. How how often are the investors notified about that uh, progress? Because I imagine as a as a private investor, but also maybe some some larger investors, which you may have, um, with this intention of not only making profits but also like making making an impact, um, that it's as important um, to to communicate about the progress on that level as it is when it comes to their involvement in terms of of the financial KPIs. So so how would you um, communicate that impact? And which frequency and and which level of depth? At this mo uh, at this point of the moment, we it's part of our quarterly reporting. So uh, every quarter we publish a reporting with the financials and the strategy, uh, etc. And that and we also include the impact. And and what would you say in in this um in this uh yeah part of the the investment cycle? Let's say. Um, what are the biggest challenges here um, for for measuring and, and tracking that impact? You mean um, after we already invested in the in the startups? I think uh, a really big challenge is for the startups themselves to understand what their impact is. Um, 
because many, many startups, they know they want to do something good for the world, but they didn't really think about what would be my goals, how to achieve my goals. I think that is the biggest challenge to like set the base with every startup and set the goals. What is realistic? Which are realistic yearly goals? Um, that that is that that is the biggest challenge, definitely. And of course, the the lack of time from the startup because we are an early stage investor and the team is not that big uh, at the at the current status. So sometimes we have, I would say, four or five people which is operating the company, and so they have to track the impact. But sometimes they just don't have the time, and Stephanie goes behind them and say, "Just give me this data." and yeah, but but it it worked. Yeah. Do, do I understand um, correctly that when when you talk about um, the outcomes, it's all about like making like it's all about quantifying them in a in a sense um, to make it countable, basically. Um, whatever they they add to this count um, outcome, that it's um, that it's possible to yeah, to actually put a number on it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's about putting a number because. Numbers are something that people understand. They can quantify. They can put it in into into relation with with other things. They can com compare it. They can see how how far am I? Um, exactly. How how do you how do you um, approach this topic? Because I I imagine that this is also quite a challenging one to um, to find quantifiable metrics to to actually um, yeah describe the outcome which uh, which the the startup wants and can achieve best. Yeah, uh, that's actually a really really difficult topic as as you said because um, startups business models they're really different and. Um, you can't just put put metrics the same metric for every startup so you on one side you want to standardize it on the other side you want to be uh, you, you want to have individual metrics so we uh, we definitely we work with the sdgs to have like um, um yeah, like, like a meta level so you see okay i'm working on this sdg and it's also important that people understand what you're talking about so it's not only about tracking. So it, it, it doesn't help you if you set a metric that nobody understands and, and no, nobody knows how to interpret it. So we work with the SDGs because there's normally like a, a common no, it's common knowledge and people understand, OK, SDG 12, OK, that's cradle to cradle. So they're trying to to uh, yeah, recycle, reduce, et cetera. Um, that's like the the first step with we do like the first level and then we go deeper into it um does the 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 sdg have indicators that we can use for the the startups um for example um health sdg3 omeo uh, they 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 omeo has a, a mental health platform for kids so SDG three also have like a, has a, a sub indicator that says like the reduction uh, of of depression or the the um, enablement of mental health and that would be like the indic indicator how many people did we reach to uh, to improve the mental health exactly and that's that's how how we approach that uh, we're and then there are there are also other metric sets that we try to implement if the SDGs are not enough. 
but that would be like uh, going deeper into it, diving deeper into it. Thank you. I think that really helped. So, uh, so this was basically the post-investment. If we briefly uh, want to touch about the the pre-investment um, as well, um, can you can you guide us through through how Kapakura um, approaches this phase? Maybe even um, as I see questions popping up in in Slido, maybe even about um, about whether you have a specific industry focus. Um, so even about the identification of a of a certain um, startup, is it is it um is there a certain strategy behind it or is it really that that startups pop up and then you analyze them and see whether they suit your um your criteria or whether they fulfill your criteria right i just shared the other uh, page i don't know if you can see it impact investing am beispiel von kapakura 1 von 2 it's in german because it was a German presentation of impact investing. It's really small, but I give you um, a just brief introduction in the how to uh, or how we do impact measurement from the beginning of the startup. And um, yeah, you can see the rainbow colors and all of these rainbow colors will say these are some steps where we can actually measure some impact. And from our um, first perspective or on our processes, we have the scouting and screening processes and we um, look into an on average uh, on 100 startups per month actually um, which is which is really uh, uh, which is a really big number but we also have an um, ai which help us uh, to evaluate these startups in the first place and so as stephanie mentioned before we looked at the impact goes hand, hands to hand uh, with the business model so um, we, we we try to evaluate the business models um, on the first um, on the first overview, where we can see is the is the impact within the EBITDA you want to say so, which means uh, not after um, uh, not after the EBITDA or after the EAT. Um, so earnings after taxes, which means you will give give some yeah uh, subsidies or something like this. And so, which means we do have a little impact inside on the on the scouting and screening processes, where we can see is this a business model where we want to invest in because it's an impact in, uh, business model. Then to give you an answer on your question, um, do we have a sector focus? It's kind of complicated because we say we invest in uh, digital business models and, and oriented on 3, 4, 13, as mentioned before, but we are uh, sector agnostic, which means we could invest in kind of all areas, but in some areas we don't want to invest because we are sector agnostic, which means sometimes we do have uh, very interesting um, business models on the table in, uh, for example, in bio, uh, uh, biotech or something like this, but this we, we don't we don't want to invest in in these areas because we are not very um, we don't have uh, strong expertise in this. And after this, uh, after we looked into those 100 startups on average, we have our internal investment committee, and in this investment committee, we will have a pitch with the um, CEO of the firm and an advisor and talk talk it through it and after so um, and after this we will give um, the last startups which is going through the process which is um, mostly three or four percent so which means three of uh, four startups 
um, coming in the last round in the pitch day um, of our investor rounds. And the startups have another chance to uh, pitch their business model to our investors. And after this, we will make our due diligence. So, um, and within the due diligence, we could do also an impact due diligence, but here we are currently working with the Bundesinitiative Impact Investing. And we are here in some um, working groups of um, impact measurement, uh, Stephanie and me, and as well on the uh, working group impact due diligence. But here's the big question. And um, as you mentioned, Melanie, nobody is perfect. Uh, we, we are also not. And in, in the impact due diligence, there will be always the question, why I, or, why, or, or, or other side, what is the reason why I do due diligence? And the reason is because I want to find some, um, for example, financial indicators. I want to see is the market is really good. Uh, how does the um, competitors look? And is the business model very scalable? And so on. And if I if if I wouldn't or if if I would do uh, impact due diligence, I needed to uh, have the sustainable development goal from the beginning in, in my head, but I don't have it. So it's a very philosophical question to do it, but we are currently try to do it anyways. Um, but on the on the other hand, in the um, impact due diligence, um, it's, it doesn't really match up uh, for the most startups because we just had our last onboarding, for example, with not less but better, and we had a very interesting discussion with them because they say to us, okay, look, Timo, we are so early stage that it will mean sometimes we will do a pivot. If we do a pivot, it could it is possible that, that our business model will also change and so the impact will do as well. So it's which means the impact due diligence is kind of yeah, it's it's not that best thing to do. And uh, in the upcoming months, there will be another working group uh, at the Bundesinitiative uh, for impact uh, company valuation. Um, it's kind of nachhaltig um, Unternehmensbewertung, uh, which is um, is already common in uh, M&A. But in M&A, you do, yeah, you you have some uh, very strong uh, measure metrics you don't have in the early stage. So it's kind of also, also kind of kind of crazy to do these things in the early stage, but we do it anyways. Okay, so just to to maybe briefly repeat whether I understood correctly, um, the like what what is the biggest challenge um, for due diligence in in these early stage startups when it comes to impact? So an impact due diligence. Did I understand correctly that it's really about um, this? Um, yeah context of of a startup being being still in a in a phase where the assumptions also um also how they will make an impact will potentially change so dramatically that within a impact due diligence you would most likely identify things which do not hold true uh the next day uh by, for example or yeah, is yeah. that the kind of this and kind of um I will share an, uh, again the impact messung on example of Yoka. Um, Stephanie, uh, always, I don't know if we mentioned this, um, as soon as we have invested in the company, we have our internal, um, yeah, like incubator, we call it Kabakubator, which is kind of funny. But in, in, the, in this Kabakubator, 
we do in um, two up to four hour workshop with our startups and uh, working very deeply onto this topic impact measurement because sometimes they just have one in uh, one one key metric and our goal is, is is mostly to measure three key metrics of one of each startup and so which means in the impact due diligence i don't can measure something they don't already know and this is the most common problem i would say okay because okay, we will so help no. them to to establish the impact measurement Okay, interesting. Okay, thanks. Thanks for sharing. So, so maybe if we if we take one one step back and and look yeah. at um, at all the evolvements and and uh, trends in the field of of impact due diligence, but also measurement um, and, and and reporting. What do you what would you say? Um, what were the recent successes um, and evolvements in in this field? Is there like any positive progress? Um, which you which you experience compared to um, how it has been in the past? Mm, I would say due to the macroeconomic um, um, uh, changes uh, because of um, uh, war, because of inflation, because of um, the interest which is going uh, up and th there is a lot of um, institutional investors as well um, big big funds which is doing currently um, also impact investing and which is very interesting is that uh, when they call or when when they when they have a chat with us about impact investing they want to um, have a discussion with us on on the topic impact measurement because they need to measure it um so which means they they tried to establish a new form of um financial uh, return in terms of how uh, is is the is the fund gain money because they uh, so, some of, some of these funds we we talked about they have those impact uh, targets in, into their carry which means they don't get this money when they don't reach those impact goals which is very interesting and we believe this is a very good um, good thing for us to, to give us more energy because of the macroeconomic uh, development, which is good. But on the other hand, it's kind of, um, yeah, we are, we are kind of confused because there is currently no standard of impact measurement and we are working with the Bundesinitiative to establish some standards, which could be difficult because I see that someone, uh, Leon, I think he stepped out, uh, just shared also an interesting article uh, of impact investing or on the bad side of impact investing, which is always greenwashing and or pinkwashing and so on. But this this is something we we really take a look on it because if you have some goals on your carry, you really want to try to reach those goals because you will make a lot of money with this. So the big question will be who will control it and uh, what standards will be used. And this is this is kind of the big discussion we see right now. Yeah. Thank you, Stephanie. Any final words from from your side? Um, for me? As I I come rather from the the startup supporting uh, context, I worked at a accelerator before. Um, 
I think it's uh, it's amazing to see how many more entities really um, work on like establish impact impact um, supporting networks. So you have many more accelerators that really focus on on impact uh, impact startups. How do I build impact uh, business models? And I think that. Um, that development is really, really amazing because that's what the world actually ne needs. And um, it's like a way to change the economy, how it works, that it's not only um, a shift, uh, it's not only working towards growth because the world simply can't grow. <laughs> there can't be like uh, like never ending growth. So I, I think it's amazing that there is so much change happening right now. And it's, um, impact startups are being supported so much. Absolutely. And uh, and if we if we find a, a way to um, to really measure uh, what we actually want to um, achieve in order to ensure that we have a, a, a credible system, basically, which uh, which more or less um, yeah guarantees is maybe not the right word, but which ensures that we that we are walking into the right direction, then I think this will be a big success for the for the whole industry. Um, thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Timo. Um, both of you from Kapakura. Thanks for being here, sharing your insights and in impact investing in early stage um, startups. Thanks for listening. The Impact Lunch Talks are a fusion of live podcasts and networking events, meaning this live podcast is followed by an informal networking session with our guest speakers and a growing and diverse community. If you want to join the Impact Lunch Talk community and the next networking event over your lunch break, then don't hesitate to drop me a message at melanie at See your talk to you again in two weeks.